to the 40th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the seltzer to my water, Brandon Gross. Oh, baby, I'm helpful when your tummy's aching, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm uh, good for mixed drinks if you're trying to keep the calories down. Hey, you're good for two things, making sure my little belly ain't hurting and then uh, and keeping my waist slim, buddy. All stomach related, if you think all about it. All stomach related. Stomach That's related. all we're talking about. Before the pod, we're talking about diarrhea. On the pod, we're talking about diarrhea. We can't get enough of diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, we love uh, pooping. Um, I, uh, yes, I'm drinking a seltzer water, Brandon. So as you probably could have guessed, that's where the inspiration came from because I have a very, uh, you know, basic brain, buddy. I got basic, basic brain. brain. What do you what type of uh, what type of uh, what brand do you, you drink in there? We're rocking some Whoa, a New York only, baby. That's our first advertisement <laughs> of the year. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Poland Spring has 40 flavors. No, it's not really an ad. I'm kidding. But you know what's weird is, so Poland's, they have the different uh, waters, I think, that Nestle owns. They're, yes. Is it Nestle? Yeah. No, no. And you love Nestle, right? You love their business practices and Can't their get environmental enough of policy it. and all of that. Um, but whatever <laughs> company owns the water bottles, and they have the Deer Park in the south and the Zephyr Hills in Florida, and then they have yes. the Poland Spring in New York, and they have the Arrowhead out here, they have the Ozark, yeah, right. I think, in that region, and they have Mountain something in that region. Mountain Springs? Mountain Springs, something like that. that sounds... I think Poland Springs is the only one with the flavored uh, seltzer. Interesting. I'm looking here. I'm not seeing any Nestle brand. It might not be Nestle. I'm trying to think who owns it, but I think it is Nestle. Nestle. I think you're right, but taste the real and ditch the sugary sodas. Poland Spring sparkling real raspberry lime flavor. Real natural spring water, refreshing bubbles. Enjoy the real taste. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter, Brandon. <laughs> Make sure they're probably pushing some good content out, dude. <laughs> you gotta keep a, you gotta keep track on Poland Springs. Uh if any of you tag us uh, and tell them that we've been talking about them, we will get a cease and desist, so please do not. Yeah, so please yeah, please don't alert them to our uh, to our uh, dialogue on uh, on Poland Springs. But Brandon, how are you doing this lovely Tuesday? Normally recording on a Monday, but for travel reasons, uh-huh. for the holiday, we're recording on a, on a Tuesday today, mixing it up a little it's bit. It's our first podcast of 2022. Woo. First podcast, 22, number 40. Look at us. We're, we're old, and we don't know what we're doing content-wise. Content-wise, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, do, I'm, do, I'm doing good, though. I got a real quick. Can, don't say the name because I don't okay. want you to dox me. But okay. See this? Uh, wow. So this, is the, this is my company. So my company, uh, for for the, uh, the holiday gifts, what they decided to do was they gave us 200 blank bucks, which is the, the name of the company is... Okay, they're the okay. Um, and we could go on, they had their own shop, and we could buy $200 worth of a uh, clothing with their brand on it. Okay. And mugs, and, and I have a, I have a, I think I have a mug. So they let you, they just like gave you free merch then f- to promote them. And that, if that isn't the most corporate bullshit, that's so incredible in my life. With that's that so being incredible. said, the sweater I'm wearing is comfortable. It looks so cool too. It doesn't look bad. It looks cool, but I had a very funny moment. Um, with my landlord because what happened was this delivered late and I was already out of town. Um, and so I, I met uh, a couple weeks ago. I messaged her and said, Hey, the package arrived. Can you throw it in my apartment? Cause I know you have a key or keep it in yours. And she was like, sure. I'll put it in yours. Got home. Wasn't there. So I text her. <laughs> okay. I text her and I that said, started. Hey person, I'm back in town. and wanted to see if you have that package that's delivered to me a couple weeks ago. Thanks. She goes, yes, I put them in front of two seventeen door. Oh, and I God. go, 
I'm like, that's weird because I'm 215. I go, do you mean door 215? When did you put it there? And she said, 217. I said, but I'm 215. Oh, it was very God. who's on first. <laughs> and she goes, in front of our apartment. And then I realized, oh, wait, my landlord who lives here. Yes. She is in 217. I'm an idiot. I didn't realize oh, that her apartment number is 217. So, so she, she was like, I took it. In it. Her, yeah, she just had it in her apartment. And she plopped it in front of the door. Um, so now she hates me. Okay. Well, listen, you don't need to know your, your landlord or your super's apartment number. That's kind of crazy that she expected you to She's know that. She's two doors down from me. So oh. I could have done the math, 215 okay. plus two, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you could have yeah. done the math. So, yeah, it is, it is basic. I could have done, I could have done, it's math. very basic math. But, uh, yeah, I had a little who's on first, uh, uh, routine with her. That's so funny. That's so funny. Brandon, I, uh, I just made one of the worst meals. I've, that's an exaggeration. That's hyperbole. <laughs> but I made an all time bad meal and I'm bringing it up on the pod because famously, famously, as I say, you and I's first, like, real hangout, Solo Bola, was at an Indian food restaurant. Yes. Remember that? I took you to, uh, Lol Merch. I'll shout them out. Studio City Lol Merch. Great Indian restaurant. Very good food. We had a great time. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I was, uh, like, I, Miranda's out of town still for the holidays. She's still with family. So I've been, and all my roommates are gone. So I kind of have the place to myself right now, which has been cool but it's it's also encouraged me to cook more i don't really feel like i'm like hogging the kitchen for a long period of time so today i made butter chicken um and from i was scratch from scratch and it was it was going great i and i was at the very last step which was add heavy cream and i had bought heavy cream to to make something over the holidays and so i go to pull it out i'm like i should check the expiration mm-hmm. date it expired on december 27th now i did notice before i put this in so I was in a I was in a spot where I was like, well, I have a ton of leftover plain yogurt, and like yogurt is like a, a common ingredient in a lot of Indian cooking. I'll just substitute a cup of heavy cream for a cup of yogurt. Bad choice, buddy. That was not the <laughs> right choice. That was just like a not not the silky smooth, creamy flavor you were looking for, but instead like a tart plain yogurt flavor, and it just overpowered the whole thing. And it was bad. So, dude, if you're making Indian or Asian food. You're, you're playing with fire because I really because every time I've made one of those dishes, it's fine, but yeah. it's never on par with going to a restaurant of uh, natives who are making it. Um, I actually tried to do butter chicken one time, too, in like a crock pot, like oh, a big nice. old thing okay. of it. Sucked. Sucked. No flavor. And also the chicken's not right. You know, they, they do the chicken like cubes yeah. sort of perfectly. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know how they and do that. It's, it's, yeah, it's so good. They char it a little bit. Impossible. We can't do it. I, I say... Whites should stick to their own food. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the slogan that you're ringing into 2022. Yeah. Um, so I'll go back to eating mayonnaise by the spoonful. Um, exactly. But yeah, so I was disappointed in that. I made some vegan uh, soup, some vegan like uh, white bean and kale soup in an effort to try to get more vegetables into my diet and, you know, be a little sure. healthier in the new year. Um yeah. But yeah, that was just kind of the most disappointing thing. I've been baking my own bread, though. I know it's like a year and a half after the trend really got going. I'm almost two full mm, years okay. since the trend got going. But um, yeah. I've been baking some bread recently, and that's been a huge success. The bread... Really? Did you a get a bread success. maker, or are you doing it... Uh... No, I'm no insert name of our friend who would say they made Dude, homemade bread and then just honestly, throw it into I'll a just, bread, bread I'll maker. Just, I'll just say to you straight up, that bread was not good. That bread was hot, which I think people mistook <laughs> for good. I think that's yes. what the issue was. It was dry, and it was too crusty. It was very crusty. No, this is a, a classic New York Times uh, no-knead bread recipe. It's very easy to do. It takes no kneading, obviously, as in the name. And um, J. Kenji Alt, Lopez Alt, I think his name is. He's like a f- uh, pretty famous 
um, chef slash YouTube cook guy, whatever. He did like a, a renovated version of it for the New York Times this like a few years ago. And it was really great. It's very easy. My roommate's been making it for a while. So I finally got on the train myself. And that's been a success. That's been a success. I've been using it for, you know, just regular bread and butter or like sandwiches or with the soup has been a big hit. So so not all my cooking or baking has has uh, has uh, been a disappointment. Wow. See, I love to bake. I was doing tons of cookies, uh, muffins, all that stuff over over COVID part one. Uh, Over that time period, I was doing it a lot, but uh, have not done bread yet. Really? I've not done it. Is it is no. it like too uh, too much of like an intimidation thing? I don't like know. Oh, well, initially like... the issue was I couldn't get yeast because everyone was freaking out and making bread. You know. Oh, so true. Yeah, that I was the initial that. issue. However, I would love to see your recipe if you want to send it to me. Oh, dude, for and sure. Then... It really isn't that bad. You don't need any. I mean, do you have a Dutch oven? That's the only requirement. No. Mm, you should just know. get a Dutch oven, dude. I don't know how much you cook on your own, but like. It's a game changer. I my parents I, have one I, I cook a decent. I, I cook a decent amount. So okay, you can make I'll, soups. I'll, I'll it it's like a kind of catch all for anything. But you do need a Dutch oven for the recipe, unfortunately. So you can get one for like forty bucks off Walmart, dude. They're really not that expensive, and they're really great. Okay, they're really great. There's so many. There's so many uh, kitchen appliances uh, th- that I want. You know, I want the air fryer. I don't have one of those oh, yet. Oh yeah, Miranda's got one of those. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, um, food processor. That was another big one I got recently. I don't know if you have one of those. Like the little no, I have a, I, uh, I have a, uh, there's a mixer in the apartment. So I use oh. The, the oh, a stand mixer. mixer. That's good for you. Bacon. Yeah, it's probably good for bread, right? It's primarily for bread. Yeah, but you can also make like meringue in it, like beat the egg whites and everything. That's a great little. Uh, it's a great little appliance. My roommate just meringue. Got one you know, for like a key lime, lemon like, meringue pie. There's a lemon meringue pie, a coconut. Cream. I like. I like how you go straight to the meringue. Yeah. <laughs> You know, bread, whatever. But listen, Brandon, those egg whites aren't going to beat themselves. The meringue. You got to get a meringue. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a meringue, like a, a rang rang and a call-in pun, but it's not coming to me. It's not coming to me right away. So. You meringue. You meringue. Damn it, Brandon. All right. And it's a cartoon with a pie picking up a phone. We just made like a, a, a William and Sonoma <laughs> dish towel by accident. <laughs> Dude, um, maybe maybe that's our future. I know we always try to come up with new ideas, new yes. uh, new marketing schemes. As almost we do, as we do. we're like you know we're the Kramer of podcasts. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we just burst into any room with slam the door. Uh, so uh, what what if our 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 real endeavor is? It's not a baseball pod. It's not law. It's not whatever bullshit I do. <laughs> it's it's uh it's making Williams and Sonoma. Towels. I think that's Creative a great towels. idea. Or, all... or like wine down Wednesday, like little yeah. like signs for moms. Yes. I have one glass of wine a day, but it comes in a gallon milk jug. I think that's an interesting thing. We could definitely get that rolling. Um, I just think my only worry is that we're going to slowly start getting into um, we're going to slowly start getting into cards or something. Because like the weird slogan thing, the weird slogan thing can only take you so far. So once we get past William and Sonoma, I think we're like left with holiday cards. And after that, we're kind of we're kind of shit out of luck. Gonna be honest, I'll, I'll, I missed the first half of what you said because my head, my headphone plug fell out. Yeah, I saw. I tried to I tried to vamp as much as I could. You seem like, confident. You seem like you're doing. Yeah, good. I was like, you know, slogans, uh, towels, and that leads to cards, and we could do cards for a little bit, but then we're gonna run out of stuff after that. I'm just doing word association. Yeah, truly, yeah. Back in improv 101, dude, it's going great over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miranda has been talking about putting on her own comedy show in New York City, so we're very excited about that. She's got a stand up, a, a pitch, yeah, stand up, a monthly stand up show. Hell, yeah. is she going to do it in an apartment? No, this would be at a at the. I won't name the venue just in case they, that doesn't all all happen. But it's a it's a Brooklyn comedy place. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so. Uh, off camera. No, 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 no. I'll text. Oh, you. different one. I'll text okay. you. Don't pray any listen. Okay. You and I can text. Um, 
I just yeah. said Carnegie Hall. That's what I said. <laughs> Brandon, stop. Stop. You're going to blow it. Um, that's fun, though. So yeah, good that's for, really good for her. She's getting the ball rolling in 2022. We're all trying to do something. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Brandon? Uh, New Year's. Uh, you know, I normally I normally don't don't uh, I normally don't don't participate. I, yeah. You know, or not on, nothing on paper. Um, I I think I just want to make another make another thing. You know, I did the pilot last year. I think uh, actually later tonight, I think I'm going to meet with my my writing partner. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start pushing that that uh, boulder up the hill. Ugh, the yes the uh, what's the word I'm looking at the figurative boulder that is creative the, work. Mm-hmm. It's that, a, is, that is creative work and a thankless job. I'm doing the same thing right now. We Danny got, came back in the studio yesterday for the first time in, uh, in about a year. Wait, hold on, though. Pause that thought. Hmm. Your album released. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You're yes. like, I was fishing for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Brandon, anything you want to compliment me on as of late? Uh, no, <laughs> Congratulations. Honestly, I have not listened to it yet, no. but I will. Congratulations. I would assume that just because I've sent you demos over the last three years that you have heard 75% of the record already and you just don't realize it. That's my guess. Just from songs yeah. I've sent you before, or just like demo ideas or anything, you've probably heard it. I will 100% listen to it, though. Are you getting good reception? What, what are the people on the street saying? Surprisingly great reception in a way that I was really not anticipating. We've been, um, we've been submitted to 76 playlists. We're on 76 playlists as of today. Like Spotify ones? Um, no, 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 no. No, we um like uh like just use people have been adding us to playlists. That was a big number. We had like eleven hundred streams in a week. Um, cool. So yeah, I mean it's it's exceeded my expectations, and it seems like our friends aren't lying when they say they like it, which is uh, something I'm sure we're all familiar <laughs> with. Is when you just mm-hmm. got to say yes, but if they're if they're listening to it a second time, that's a good sign. You know what I mean? That that made that put some confidence in me. So yeah. So this week though, Danny and I got back in the the studio. I'm saying I'm we're I'm sitting at the studio right now. It's just my desk in my <laughs> in my bedroom mm-hmm. where we recorded the whole thing. Dude, uh, is that Electric Ladyland? Yeah, we're back at uh, Abbey Road, buddy. It's I got here on, a, <laughs> on an overnight flight. Um, so that was exciting. So we're getting the ball rolling on that. We're hoping to have new music out at the end of February because we don't want to just like sit on our hands for a year like we did last time. So hell yeah, we're excited. Look at us, dude. Well, a couple creatives in the house. Yeah, we're the creatives. <laughs> Anyone who calls himself a creative is not creative. You hate them. Yeah, that's. I hate that phrasing. That's what corporate America is called. Like the people who like come up with ad ideas. That's you know Mad I mean? Men. Yeah, that's Mad Men. Is the creative the creatives ads? Yeah. Um, been watching a lot of Mad Men. I've been watching a lot of the other two. You ever watch the other two? The Drew Tarver Comedy Central move to HBO I watched, comedy. Uh, yeah, I watched like the pilot. I think then I think Comedy Central was impossible to stream, but I know it's on HBO now, so I have to hop back into it. Very funny. Highly recommend. Also, also to our audience, if you're looking for like a silly, um, I don't know. It's not not. I hate to like categorize like television shows, but it's like a little broad city ish. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about two siblings whose younger thirteen year old brother essentially turns into Justin Bieber, and they're the like late 20s early 30s siblings that have to like deal with the aftermath and kind of go along for the ride so it's really funny um and i love drew tarver you know i love drew tarver famous uh, I, saw, I saw him a couple weeks ago at uh, the largo no way Bench really Sports. yeah 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 oh he's i really love him fun. so much he's so funny yeah he's a uh, big grande his improv team and his, his sketch mm-hmm. team is, is one of my favorites um but yeah i'm trying to think what else i've been doing i've been playing still a lot of halo i won't make you talk about that for a second time um but it's been weird because i've had the place to myself a majority of the time for the last like week and a half so like i just kind of been 
putzing around, killing time. Roommates are cat sitting or visiting family. What, or what does Sam do different in the apartment with roommates? You leave the door open. I leave the door open. The door open. I leave the door open when I poop. You know, I do, Brandon. I uh, I walk around in my undies all the time. If we're being fully honest, I'm in my undies right now, but you just can't tell because the screen oh. is only showing the top half of my body. Well, you have your nipple tassels. Well, on, I do so have my I nipple didn't... tassels, but those are yes. I wear those every episode. This isn't unique to of today's course. episode. Um, what else do I do? I play music out loud or podcasts out loud when I'm walking around. I don't feel like I need to. You're like, yeah, how do you like that? Yeah, huh? yeah. we're listening to Doughboys for the fourth time today. What's up? <laughs> um, so that's like cooking, like I said. I've been cooking a lot more. Um, that's really about it. I don't know. I've been I've been trying to just like take it easy, not go crazy. Um, so yeah, just just chilling. Honestly, not a lot. Can't really say anything about it. Taking advantage of the apartment, play music loudly, Brandon. That was my New nice. Year's resolution: was to listen to more music. I really did. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't even ask you, man. No, I'm sorry. you're fine. We're, we're, Brandon, our style is conversational. We'll go back to it if we That's need true. to. That's um, true. Right. We, uh, yeah. My goal is to listen to more music in 2022. I, I had an embarrassingly, you know, do you do the Spotify Wrapped? Yeah, mine was low this year too. Mine was really low, so I started to move my podcast over to Spotify so I can get a little more data on my podcast listening. And then I've also been um, just trying to listen to like, I don't know, like not an album a day, but make sure I'm listening to some music every day for someone who writes music. I really don't listen to music nearly as much as I should. So I think it would be good for me. To, uh, to you know what? Music. We should hold each other accountable. Ooh, account buddies, um, accountability buddies. What's that? Accountability, but I don't know. I like it though. Okay, all right. It's not mine. Barney I can't take credit. from Barney. Ba- ba- maybe who knows? Yeah, I think Barney. Um, yeah, I'll. You know what? Off, off, uh, off camera, off mic. We'll, I'll send you some bands. You send me some bands. Let's do I it. Know you've, sent, you've recommended Turnstiles to me. Haven't listened yet, so I gotta <laughs> listen to your album and Turnstile. But uh, I'll do it. If I had to give you one recommendation between those two, I would listen to the Turnstile record first. <laughs> <laughs> Either listen to the Beatles or an Oasis cover band. Oh, you know, you're, what's the difference? I'm kidding. Difference? I'm not comparing you to the Oasis cover band. <laughs> um, you started that. No, I uh, we do we do cover a couple of Wonderwalls on the record, but Brandon, don't hold that against us. Um, a couple Wonderwalls, like there's more than one. Um, <laughs> but Brandon, all right, we've been we've been we did the classic. 15 minutes at the top, a little bit of nonsense. Are you ready to get into this week's topic, Brandon? Hell yeah. Tell, tell the listeners what it is. Wait, wait. First, before we do that, I want you to listen to my sparkling water fizz. Oh, yeah. Got that? Whoa. Pretty that good. was really good. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. All right. Poland what, what Spring only, man. I can't get the Arrowhead version. Um. So, yeah. So, today, as many of you know, I'm a Mets fan. Sam's a Marlins fan. Guilty and you've probably seen on a lot of podcasts, uh, especially the last few weeks, people have been doing all-time list, you know? All-time. All-time. The all-time, uh, you know, the all-time so-and-so lineup, the all-time all-stars, the all-time uh, Montreal Expos left fielders. People are doing it, you know. People are doing it. So we're going to do, since I'm a Mets fan, Sam's a Marlins fan, we're going to do the all-time Mets lineup and uh, starting pitcher, maybe a closer thing we'll throw in there. Yes, and, yes, uh, I have one and closer. Same thing for the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins as well. Um, we did see our friends at Shea Station, Jolly Olive, and Jerry Blevins, they they did a uh, a Mets uh, draft. They did a draft. Oh, for, that's interesting. For both uh, all time pitchers and um, all time position players. Okay, definitely okay. check both those out. They're awesome. But we're doing our own little little. We're doing little our own thing. Brandon. Not a we're draft. We're just doing two teams, two of our favorite teams, the ones we know the most about. So yeah, what? So how, well, how do you want to do this? So I have my list of five. I have my rotation. I have my one closer. I have all the position players. Who do you want to start with, uh, and by who I mean what position specifically? Do you want to move like around the diamond, like first, second, shortstop, third, left field, center field, right field? 
Yeah. The you want to start with the... catcher? Let's start with catcher. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? We'll do one. We'll do Mets Marlins. Mets Marlins. That sounds great to me. That sounds okay. great. See, to we me. didn't we didn't talk before this. <laughs> um, we put in such a minimal amount of effort. <laughs> uh, no, you go first. All right. Who's your all time? Now, wait. There is something I want to I want to uh, yes. uh, qualify before we get into this. Is this your your personal favorite, or is this who you think the best Marlin at that position is? This is who I think the the best the best player in a Mets uniform was at this position. Okay. All Not right. necessarily my favorite. The one that, and also that, you know, there's obviously a lot of players in both the Mets and Marlins that were hall of fame caliber players or players that played short, uh, short, you know, instances there. I'm saying what they did in a Mets uniform was superior to anyone else at that position, in my opinion. Okay. So I, then I, I, I did favorite. I did more of a favorite list, but That's to be cool. fair, there's like what, uh, 20, 30 years of Marlins history. There's not nearly as much to pick through as there are for the Mets. Yeah. Um, and my favorite, uh, memories of the Marlins happen to coincide with their best runs. So, you know, like, of course, um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, m- most of mine were, most of my players were on championship or playoff okay. teams. So. Okay, cool. So your first, wait, you said catcher. Who's your favorite slash best catcher in Mets history? So I think I, this one, the Mets have a long history of solid catchers. Jerry mm-hmm. Grody in the, in the sixties, John Stearns, Gary Carter, of course, in the, in the eighties, 86 team. But it clearly we, 100% yes. has to be Piazza. Of course. Without question. Um, and uh, How old were you when he was like at his peak uh, in uh, in his baseball ability? So I started watching the Mets 99-2000 season. So I w- uh, both of us were 6-7. Uh, okay. Sort of. And that's that's the team that I first watched the Mets. So the, the Piazza team. Um, some other players that we'll talk about later. But uh, yeah. I mean, so Piazza was my guy. And I think I told the story in the podcast before I got his autograph. And I think spring training 2004. Okay, brag. And... Oh, brag much. But yeah, I always wanted the Piazza signature, obviously, because yes. he's my guy. He was the player. He was everyone's guy on that team. He was cool. He had the cool mustache, sitting bombs. He was serious. He was Italian. He's, that's... You know, nothing, <laughs> nothing to dislike about the guy, except he's MAGA now. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're talking about him in the Mets uniform. Um, um, how many? Oh, yeah, wait, I, do you have his baseball reference page up? Or do you want me to? Can I give you a couple quizzes? You can. Yeah, bring it up. Okay. How many all-stars do you think he, uh, he qualified for? How many times do you think he made an all-star team? Seven? I'll give you a hint. It's double digits. Eleven. Twelve. Twelve-time All-Star. Twelve. Twelve-time All-Star. Filthy. Um, he won uh, uh, All-Star Game MVP as well, Rookie of the Year, 10-time Silver Slugger, Hall of Fame. How much do you think his career war was? Um, Career war? Career or just war. just the Mets? Career, career war. war. So it was Dodgers Oof. and Marlins tenure. <laughs> he was a Marlins for like five games. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, 80? Uh, 60. 60. Okay. Um, career okay, okay. 308 batting average, 427 home runs, um, OPS plus of 143 at the catcher position. That's insane. 922 OPS. Uh, what a career. Yeah. Obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, University of Miami grad. Uh, lots no, of fun. what? Yeah. He didn't go to yours, Miami. You, it says schools, University of Miami, Coral Gables. <laughs> Miami State College. He did not. The man did not go to college. He went to high no school way. in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's a Pennsylvania guy. Maybe he went back to school. There's no way he graduated. Yeah, college. that is weird. Do you know his middle name? Oh, uh, there's no Joseph. One. How did you know that? <laughs> I'm a fan. You're baby. a little freak. You're a little freak. Um, All right, I'm a little freak. Um, I, I anyway, can... so real quick though, please. My story though, he came up. I had the sharpie out. I was waiting all uh, before the game, waiting there. I had my sharpie out. 
um, and it dried up, and he's and he oh. comes up to me. I'm the first kid he comes up to, and he signs it. And it, I have the autograph. Yes. I do have it. And the memory. He takes the Sharpie. He signs everyone's autograph with my shitty Sharpie, <laughs> and it's the worst-looking signature I have. <laughs> I have it. I got Piazza's signature, but it's the worst signature I have. But the quality is low. That's so funny. Also, he stole your the Sharpie. Clock. That's also very funny. This man yeah, can't be course. walking around with Sharpies. You kidding me? Um, all right, moving right along. Can you? You can probably guess my favorite slash best Marlins catcher in Marlins history. Actually, no. Uh, actually, double. no. There's a. Double. There's obviously a clear one two. This is going. This is where this differentiates from probably best at the position at the time to my personal favorite because of you know nostalgia and childhood memories. Yvonne so, Rodriguez, dude. Oh, I was going to say... Pudge. Oh, you didn't even let me. I was going to say Pudge or CJ. Pudge, CJ, or JT Realmuto is also an obvious answer. If we're going like best of all time... I figured peak, it was Pudge, but it was between CJ and Pudge, though. For yes, sure. CJ Johnson, yes. Um, so I have his baseball reference up, so I'm cheating already. I pulled it up because I figured it would be fun to talk about. But um, I have a fun memory of, of Pudge, too, because... When I was a kid, I don't know what we were listening to, but my dad and I were driving and there was an AM sports radio show. And for whatever reason, it must have been during the playoffs or something, but we were listening to it and they're talking. Um, they're like, if you have any questions, call in. So I called in. I think I told the story on the podcast already. Um, oh, yes. And they were yes. like, call in. And my, I, I stuttered and spat the words out of like, why do you think they made uh, Pudge pinch like, like bunt and, and yeah. like sacrifice bunt himself over? And they like were very sweet, obviously very nice because a small child called in. Um, and then they ended up sending me a gift certificate for gas, Brandon. <laughs> Gasoline in the mail. They gave me a bunch of other nice stuff. I have like a Cliff Floyd bobblehead and a couple I other stuff that they gave great. me. But um yeah, isn't that so funny? They gave a child uh, like a $50 gift certificate to a gas station. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, there there really are a lot of crossovers for the Mets and Marlins, I feel like, yes. on this list. I mean, obviously, Piazza would not be on the Marlins list, but it is funny how he played for both teams. It is funny, yeah. So also the difference is 14-time All-Star for Pudge, MVP award, obviously, when he was on the Rangers, um, 13-time gold glove. So that's the big difference is he was a much better defensive catcher than, than Mike Piazza was, but also a much worse offensive player at a 106 OPS plus across his career. Um, for our listeners at home, a 100 is average, so just slightly above an average hitter. Um, only 300 home runs compared to Piazza's 427, I think we said, um, and an OPS plus of right about 800, which is which is good. You like that. You like that. But um, Now... He's your favorite. Do you think he's the best, though? Do you think it's CJ? I don't think so. I think, like, if we're looking at full careers, not career as Marlins, it's got to be uh, Ivan Rodriguez, right? I mean, he won an MVP. Yeah. Um, was he on? Was he on? Uh, was he on the Marlins longer than the Rangers? No, he was definitely on the Rangers longer than the Marlins. I think. Um, sorry, this cat is going in and out. She's doing whatever she pleases. Um, no, she. Uh, she. No, he was on the Rangers longer. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I'm on his gotcha. baseball Rodriguez, uh, baseball Rodriguez page. He was on Texas, um, and then yeah, 03 was his only Florida year, and then he went to Detroit, and then yeah, it was just kind of bounced around after that. Um, he retired in 2011. Man, he was around later than I would have thought. That's crazy. What a career, man. Yeah, honestly, what a career. So. Moving right along, Brandon. Do we want to do our rotation, or do we want to swing on over to first base? First base? First base. First base. I think yeah. I know who yours is, too. Okay, so this one is surprisingly difficult. It's This one is similar to the Pudge-CJ debate. Okay. It's between two for me. And for me, it's between Keith Hernandez and John Olerud. Oh. Now, I, do, yeah. now John Olerud, if you look at baseball reference, all-time Mets offensive players, John Olerud has the... Um, Highest uh, career batting average of any first baseman in the Mets history. Oh, interesting. Highest career on base plus slugging percentage. Wow. Highest on base percentage. 
That's insane. I would not a career, not on the Mets. Yeah. On the Mets. Let's see that. He was actually. a he was a Blue Jay. That's kind of the place that I've always associated him with. Yeah. So he still. So in '98, Ollard hit 354 on the Mets. <laughs> That's insane. No. His on base percentage in '98 was 447. So every His, other uh, at bat, he was getting on base. Yeah. That's and, insane. Yeah. That's he, insane. He was. He is a extremely underrated Met, and I wonder if he stuck on the team in 2000 if the Mets would have won the World Series because he is such an incredible and underrated player um, and kind of like a, a an analytics darling. Yeah. Like, like he had 125 walks in, in 99, which is the most of any met. In you never find season. on base like that. I mean, it's, he was probably so uh, lauded for his, his average obviously, which is the mm-hmm. defining offensive attribute besides home runs back in the day and RBIs. Um, but that's insane. But, his on base percentage was 447. I've never heard of an on base percentage filthy. that high. Filthy Soto, player. Maybe, he, maybe he, he, wore, he wore the, he wore the helmet at first base. He was the man. He, they called him Doug because he was like Doug the cartoon. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, yeah. That's it's so real. funny. Um, so but funny. he is not my all-time Mets first baseman. It is Keith it Hernandez. It is Keith. I was going to say, the, you're doing your boy dirty here. He is, he's, he's a Met. It says, here, here's where it differentiates because he's a – I know he's a Cardinal, obviously, like yes. Piazza was also a Dodger. But Keith was like such an integral part to the 86 Mets team. And if you watch the Once Upon a Time in Queens documentary, which you should watch if you haven't yet. I haven't. Um, he was – the field general of that team. Interesting. He, he was would, like the commanding would, officer. Commanding officer um, and just a great ball player and should be in the Hall of Fame. I know obviously he had some indiscretions with um, cocaine usage early in his career that kind of uh, got into the craw of some voters, I believe. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm sure he was a, the only one doing cocaine in the 80s. Well, he got in trouble. <laughs> I mean, that's also part of Once Upon a Time in Queens. Like he, uh, Oh, like legal trouble? Yeah. Like uh, the, I think it was the FBI called him and he had, and he had to go to Court. It was a watch. I'm telling you, watch. Oh my god! It's amazing. Okay, I'll have to check um, that out. But yeah, Keith Hernandez. Uh, I mean, he's still an announcer for the Mets, and even, you know, once again, even though he's a Trump, bad politics. We, but what are you going to do? Bad politics. Baseball but, you know, that's baseball, baby. Bad politics. So, Keith career. Um, looking at some of his his stats here, sixty point three career WAR. Yeah. So, right on with Piazza. Um, four thirty six slugging percentage, eight twenty one OPS, three eighty four on base percentage, eleven time OPS Gold Gloves. 11-time gold glove. This glove isn't talked about enough. I mean, the man uh, won the MVP in, uh, was it 79? 79 MVP All-Star. Yes. Gold glove. I mean, the man was a monster um, for many years. I mean, he had a great 16-year major league career. He's the all-time Mets first baseman. Um, You know, maybe Pete in a few years overtakes him. You think so? Really? Maybe I mean he I mean he has the personality too right I mean I think if maybe if the Mets get a get in the playoffs he has some big moments True. big home runs True. I think he could um, um, but, but yeah following on your coattails my guy is also the uh, a face of the franchise and was at the time now I know he played all over the place um, but I gotta go I gotta go Mr Marlin Jeff Conine at first base oh um, whoa I, he played some thinking. left field and famously uh, played left field with his limp arm. When he when uh, I think it was the Giants Marlins game, uh, the championship series before going to the World Series, where he guns the runner out at home. Do you remember that? Is that how he gets Pudge gets trucked? He holds the ball up defiantly, like showing off, and then they have a huge celebration. It was a game winning play. Does that sound familiar? I, 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 uh, vaguely, but I have to I have to watch. I rewatched the highlight as an adult relatively recently, or like within the last six months, and that throw from left field is just dribbling, baby. <laughs> it is barely getting yeah. home, uh, but it does <laughs> it does the job. He guns him out, um, and now his son is also in the Marlins system. He was traded, um, and is is uh, Griffin Conine is in the. Didn't in they the make? Thing. Didn't they? Wasn't Grit not to 
digress and talk about Griffin, but isn't didn't they make him? They didn't add him to the roster, so now he can be picked up on waivers. I think so. I don't know. That's really weird because he was leading the minors in homers. So you would hope that we wouldn't do that. But um, I know hey, I well, saw similarities to to Keith in in the sense that uh, that you know he uh, is still he's an announcer. He does a lot of stuff with the Marlins now, so he's a career Marlin in that sense. And has, he's still working. Has with the a Marlins. podcast on friend of the pod, R.M. Yes, Layton's that's uh, right. Just baseball. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. Baseball media. He does a podcast for them. So yeah. Drafted by the Royals in 1987. Um, All-Star MV- All-Star game MVP, two-time All-Star, won the World Series twice. Now, from a statistical perspective, obviously pales in comparison to some of the people we were talking about already. But because of his impact, um, be, obviously being on 97 and 03 World Series teams. And just again, the, the man that I affiliate with as Mr. Marlin, him and Tommy Hutton are two big childhood Marlin figures for me. Um, so I got to go Jeff Conine. I got to go Jeff Conine, Mr. Marlin himself. I was thinking uh, Mr. Derek Lee. Yeah, that was the other option. So when I was like trying to go back around and, and remember who was what and where and all that stuff, um, I did remember Derek Lee. But no, because it was like when it comes to the outfield, we'll get to this later, obviously. But the Marlins were so stacked at outfield, like between third base mm-hmm. and then the, the corner outfield positions, it was difficult to kind of narrow it down. So I had to move Conine somewhere. So Conine moved to first and Derek Lee as is, is, uh, is our pinch hitter, I guess. I don't know. Our DH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so second base. Moving right along, Brandon. Who's your second baseman? Second base, I think, in my opinion, it's an easy one. I don't know if if Mets fans would uh, would argue with me or if I'm forgetting someone, but I think Edgardo Alfonso, hmm. uh, legendary uh, Met on the Piazza years, ninety nine two thousand. Um, do you do you remember Alfonso at all? I don't. I'm looking at his baseball reference page to kind of and his face. He had a few great. He had a, a great window in the late '90s, early 2000s. Okay, as a Met. Um, but yeah, he was he was. Uh, I think his his uh, career year was probably 2000, 2000 like, right? right? Nine sixty seven OPS, five forty two slugging. Yeah, um, ninety four RBI, twenty five homers. Uh, yeah, just a, a great player. Also, a, an amazing guy. He he met he uh, managed the Brooklyn Cyclones uh, famously uh, a few years ago and won the championship. And Let's then, go! Bro- Did I tell you about the then, Brooklyn Cyclones deal that they run? Have I talked about this on the pod? I think I've told you about this personally, but. For I think it's forty or fifty dollars, you can get tickets to the game, and then all you can eat and all you can drink, anything at the park. Yes, have you done that yet? <laughs> no, I haven't done it, but it does seem like a fun debaucherous activity to do in the middle of the summertime next year. <laughs> yeah, when I come to New York, let's do it. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, we'll we'll live record a four hour podcast. <laughs> It'll be like the Power uh, Hour, but worse. <laughs> I the idea of us, we could probably get like weird high up seats and record a podcast at a game i wonder if we could yeah we'd have to get like I don't know if they'd let us bring it in they might need it we need to sign some waiver we would have to get like an outlet or something too because we need like power we would oh yeah it. that's true so maybe if they if they would help facilitate it and, and facilitate the environment for us that'd be nice so i'll we'll reach out to it. the reps i'll reach out to the reps yeah reach out reach um out. so my second baseman again uh sorry brand i don't mean to rush you i'm just realizing how long this might take no, no um, you're totally good. my second baseman is none other than luis castillo speed meister um, now Dan Ugla was the other option here, but as far as like, Ooh. as far as favoritism and nostalgia yeah. being brought into everything, it had to be Luis Castillo. Um, not an impressive war or anything. 370 stolen bases though. Three times gold glove, three time all-star in the 2003 world series champ. He was great. 30 war, 29.1 war, only 28 career home runs. Isn't that wild? Wow. That's, I know. But when he did get a hold of one, it was exciting. Yes, it was very it was, exciting. Uh, not expected. Um, career 290 batting average. Um, he was more of a, of a defensive and a speed guy, a little uh, D Gordon-esque, if you will. 
Sure. Um, never with power. You saw one of D. Gordon's like six home runs in his entire career. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Luis Castillo, just a, a great baseball name, great baseball guy. Um, he was a Met apparently for one year in 2007. Took 231. Oh yeah, you know the the drop ball in right field, right? I don't think so. No. Oh, uh, Mets were going to beat the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. They were winning by one run. A little pop up. A Rod hits a little pop up to um, uh, shallow, shallow right, yeah. right field. Um, Castillo drops the ball. Yankees win. Oh, that's it brutal. Was, Heartbreaking to watch. That's so okay. we don't like Castillo in this <laughs> okay, house. Reasonable. But, reasonable. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, All-Star uh, made it to 21st in the MVP votings in 2003. So that's something. Um, but yeah, that's my guy. Love him. Exciting. We love anybody who's fast on the base paths. And he was he always gave that to us. So um, so yeah, that's my guy. Who's your who's your shortstop? My shortstop, um, I think it has to be Jose Reyes, another um, Marlin as well. I think Jose has to be... Uh, has to be my guy at shortstop, the all-time Mets stolen base leader. Wow, um, 37.4 career war, 517 career stolen bases, uh, 427 slugging, 761 OPS. So, like, you know, he, he had the makings to be a monster, maybe even Hall of Fame caliber player. Mm-hmm. But uh, once he went to Miami, it was probably his kiss of death <laughs> because he kind of fell off a cliff then. Um, yeah, I went to Toronto after legal that trouble. retired as a, um, as a Met, it seems like. Yeah, he came back in the Mets and kind of he played some third base. I remember they signed him. They're like, "Yeah, he's gonna play third base now," and everyone was like, "Great, okay, cool, love that." <laughs> um, but yeah, he was very average in the Mets then. But I mean, when Reyes was uh, when he won the the batting title in what was it? I think it was uh, 2011. I think he won the batting title. I believe. I okay. think he had a, a thir- 337 batting average. Um, I mean, before then, up to that point, he was unstoppable. It was his last year as a Met. He won the batting title. Um, yeah, I mean, he, people forget, I think, because of his comeback and his legal issues and uh, once he left for Miami, I think people forget how great he was, uh, electric he was on, on this Mets team and important. He, he sold 78 bases in, in uh, the 2007 team, 64 in 2006 team, like, incredible. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Um, Jose Reyes, great man. Is he a great man? Does he have, uh, does he have legal issues? Not not. Yeah, legal issues. Oh, okay, okay. We, we don't <laughs> okay, need to clarify no, no, any more than that. I'm assuming <laughs> no, no, not no. Keith Hernandez legal issues. No, no, no. This, uh, yeah. No, I think I think Jose's is worse. Okay, all right. We'll leave it at that. It's domestic. It I is. mean, we know we know what it is. I mean, you know, not good. Not good. Not good. Now you can probably guess the all-time shortstop for the Marlins. I'm curious as to who you'll say here. Any Wait, idea? Shortstop for the Marlins. Yes, all-time um, shortstop. Alex Gonzalez. No, but that's a great. I love Alex Gonzalez. No, Hanley uh, Ramirez. Oh, okay. Rookie of the year, three-time All-Star, second in MVP okay. voting. Um, his big years were 08, 09, 2010. Now, full disclosure, Brandon, 08, 09, 2010 are probably the least amount of time I was paying attention to a Marlins team. That was prime pop punk era, baby. I was in. I was trying to uh, be famous on MySpace at the time, so I wasn't watching a whole lot of baseball. Still are. But still are famous on MySpace. I'm in everybody's still top are. eight, dude. Um, but uh, so I, I didn't get. I didn't watch a whole ton of his, but he has... Um, the very famous play where I think it was a fly ball or it was like a, a, a sharp grounder and it gets past him um, and he just jogs to catch the baseball as there's like runners like scoring and he's just clearly <laughs> given up on the team and he wants out and he was out after that. Um, so a little bit of a bitter taste in the mouth, but a phenomenal baseball player went to the Dodgers and had some good years. Um, 
What do you think his career war was, Brandon? I like playing this guess the career war. It's it's pretty high. Um, it's probably higher than you think it is. 37? 38. Very good, Brandon. Price is right rules. You win. Come on. That's pretty good. Nice, that's nice. Um, yeah, rookie of the year, batting title, two-time silver slugger. Um, yeah, went from Miami to the Dodgers for three years, went to Boston, and then ended his career um, with, what, 57 plate appearances in Cleveland at the age of 35. Um, so that's not great. But yeah, 281 stolen bases, 271 home runs. Uh, OPS of 847 OPS plus of 124 so yes he's a uh, and he's wearing the classic Marlins hat in the in the picture on baseball reference which we love to see too so that is my all-time Marlin shortstop great choice thank you thank you um, moving right along we're powering through this one today. this is so baseball dense everybody who normally listens to our podcast is probably oh like, they're out they're, they well, tur- we had a nice 15 minutes at the you know we split it up we have our li- some listeners join later some listeners start yeah somebody's you know, smashing the 15 wait. seconds forward on the spotify app some people are uh, are just turning it off after 15 minutes it just varies brandon mm-hmm. we never know what we're gonna give them some people are naked in a room eating a, eating a jar of mayonnaise you know brandon why would you call me out like that on the podcast come on you know his little jab, a little passive-aggressive <laughs> jab. Uh, third base, easy as hell. Come on. It's the captain, baby. David Wright, of course. <laughs> of I course. mean, we got Ray Knight. We got Hojo. But David Wright, the leader in all, like almost all the Mets' uh, offensive categories, except I think home runs and, and uh, uh, maybe slugging. But yeah, David Wright, I mean, yeah, 49.2 Jesus, uh, yeah. Uh, war. Um, yeah, just I mean, goal great defensively. He's got amazing moments. I mean, f- people forget he had a home run in the 2015 World Series. Um, he made the back the the barehanded grab, and also just an outstanding gentleman. Uh, 376 on base percentage, 491 slugging, 867 OPS, 133 OPS plus. Um, yeah, I mean, 296 career batting average, which is kind of unheard of now. I mean, yeah. you know, people aren't hit, hitting around 300 nowadays. Also, so. 12 sack flies in 2010, Brandon, his uh, his all-star year. So that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I, you know, that's money ball. It's my money ball. That's right what there. he led the league um, in sack flies that year. So that's exciting. But yeah, also his story. And then to think about now, if he, he could be entering his... Uh, 30 he would have been 39 if he was playing this yes year, which yes. is crazy He's 39 I mean, the, the man years. would have been a hall of famer had spinal stenosis not taken him out but career met they're gonna retire his number career met um, also the first ones we've had on this list so far who's um who is career, yeah, yeah. who is just on the team and on that team alone so that's exciting yeah so upsetting once again i mean he, he had the window like reyes where they were just unstoppable um didn't win the mvp when when he should have i think in 2000 eight i think uh, our boy jimmy rollins beat him out um but yeah uh you know it's sad it's it's melancholy but you know what he's a good guy he's living his life out here in la we love d right here yes we, we we uh yeah you know what i love d right why not he's a good guy I, you can't you can't not a dislikeable guy so this is also where my uh my moving players into positions that they might have been more of a secondary position to them comes into play for my third baseman None, on a, none other than the guy that we all mimicked his swing for our during our childhoods. Gary Sheffield, buddy. Um, Chef, baby. Sheffield. Yeah, love um, loved Gary Sheffield as a kid. What an electric offensive player. Um, pretty crazy career statistics. Now, a lot of these players I haven't checked. Um, I haven't checked on their baseball reference ever, maybe even. Um, but nine-time All-Star, a batting title, five-time Silver Slugger, career OPS plus of 140, um, uh, where it is on base on base of 393 which is pretty freaking high brandon over 500 homers 
over 60 war. Um, he's a beast. He's a beast. And, and obviously, uh, 1997 world series champion, um, the bat flick when he's, uh, when he's waiting, you know, or waiting for the pitch, he's sitting in Love the, it. he's sitting in the, yeah, he's sitting in the box. Um, just an all time favorite Marlon, uh, childhood favorite, obviously when they sold everybody, he was one of the first to go, which was very sad to see. Um, but yeah, Gary Sheffield, uh, whose son is now very annoying on Twitter. I don't know if you follow Gary Sheffield, uh, yeah, yeah, Jr. Yeah. He yeah, sucks, <laughs> but, um, but we like Gary Sheffield, so we'll keep it positive. Um, but yeah, so that's my, that's my all time third baseman. I don't know if you, you, did you ever do the, the, the bat flick when you were a kid? Uh, for chef, I definitely did, but I was also afraid of the violence, you know, cause he had a violent swing. <laughs> yeah. He did. Um, he's another dual Marlin Met hit his 500th homer with the, with the Mets. Really? I always think yep. of him as a Dodger and a Marlin. Nope. He, he had a brief stint with the Mets where he hit that, his 500th 68 homer. games with the Padres, too. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, he has been Brewers, around. Brewers, I think. He's on right? the Braves for a second, too, before he went to the Yankees. I remember him on the Yankees, too. Um, yeah, wow. What a guy. We love Gary Sheffield in this house. He really did bounce around a lot, though. Drafted by the Brewers in the first round. Um, sixth overall pick. High school went to Hillsborough High, Tampa Bay. He's a Tampa boy, yeah. yeah. So that's fun. So all right, Brandon. I th- isn't Doc Gooden like his uh, his godfather or something? That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. Yeah. Nephew of Dwight Gooden. Nephew. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. But all right, we're gonna move to left field now, Brandon. And then we'll move our way back right. Does that yeah. does that work for you? Sounds good. All right. So give um, me your favorite left fielder. Left field. I got. Uh, I'm uh, going back, going way back, 1969, Cleon Jones. I don't know if you know Cleon. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, I know Cleon Jones. You know Cleon? I'm trying to figure um, out how to spell his name so I can uh, look him up on the baseball <laughs> reference. Leon, Leon with a C. Oh, with a C, um, not a K. But yeah, Cleon uh, caught the last out of the 1969 World Series. It was an all-star, got some MVP votes in 1969, uh, got some Rookie of the Year votes in 66. Pretty much a career Met, uh, played uh, his last season in 76 with the White Sox, but mostly a career Met. Listen, his career stats don't add up to some of the other players caliber we're talking about, but a solid ball player. Yeah, nonetheless. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Uh, from an Alabama uh, boy. Alabama boy. He's, st- he's still alive today. He's building houses for, for um, those in need in Alabama. Habitat Does great for Humanity work. kind of thing? Yes. Career career met. He's always showing up to, to different events. Hit 340 for the 69 championship oh, wow. team. Okay. Insane. Um, but yeah, career three thirty nine OBP four hundred four slugging seven forty four OPS one ten OPS plus a solid ball player ninety one career stolen bases, uh you know not you know like I said doesn't we're naming a lot of Hall of Famers yeah so in contrast to a lot them, Hall of Famers but I think you know you need to have someone we're gonna have obviously in the rotation some Hall of Fame Met players but you need the represent representation of the sixty nine team in the outfield. And I think no one better than Cleon Jones. Yeah. Also, he's 79 years old, born in 1942 in Alabama. What an awful place to grow yep. up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I don't know. This is the first one you've named where I'd have no clue who they Stumped are. Stumped you. Um, great name, though. Cleon. Not a name I've ever heard before in my entire life. So that's fun to say. Cleon with a C, baby. So, Brandon, again, with my position versatility here, I'm going to take a little... Uh, I'm going to play the position that they were on the Marlins, which makes me say Miguel Cabrera, left field. The 2003 oh, Rookie okay. of the Year. Um, wait, no, he didn't win. He didn't win Rookie of the Year in 03. He's, it's not on his baseball reference. Who won Rookie Who of did? the Year in 03? Rookie of the Year, MLB 2003. All right, let's see. It was Angel Baroa. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and Dontrell won in the NL. Okay, there, there we go. So Dontrell okay. Willis, who may we may or may not hear from later, Brandon. Um, when Dontrell listens to this podcast and he gets this, he's going to be so fucking pissed, dude. 
He's gonna be so mad. We forgot that he won NL Rookie of the Year in 03. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you? What is there to say about Miguel Cabrera? Guaranteed Hall of Famer, um, almost 70 career WAR. Uh, he goes in as a Tiger, though. Unfortunately, he right? does go in as a Tiger. I'd say, yeah, he's played many, many, many more seasons. 08 to 2021 um, in Detroit. I mean, the in Baseball Reference, the Bolds are everywhere, which is an indicator of best of that year, I believe. Right, Brandon. Um, what's IBB stand for? Intentional. Oh, intentional, intentional walks. walks. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2010 led the league in intentional walks. 2016 led the league in intentional walks. Led the league in batting average four or five years between 2010 and 2015. And listen, his 03 year was not anything to sneeze at. I mean, as a rookie, he had a 793 OPS, 106 OPS plus, 268 batting average, um, and was f- fifth in rookie of the year. Wow, that's insane. Um, but yeah, this guy's a guaranteed. Um, guaranteed Hall of Famer, two-time MVP, Triple Crown Award, four-time batting title, seven-time Slugger, eleven-time All-Star, um, and hit the hit an iconic homer in last year's opening day. Remember that? Do you remember that uh, home run he hit last year? Oh yeah, yeah, the of course. snow home run, yeah, and yeah, he, he like uh-huh. stopped at second to see if it had gone over or not because it was snowing so hard they couldn't see if the ball had made it over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, love, love Miggy, all-time Marlin. If you go back and watch those 03 teams, it's like a, a, a small child is going up against Roger Clemens and holding his own. It's really impressive. Um, and he, oh yeah, he he like mean mugs Clemens. Yeah, right? and he's like, yeah. uh, and he's what was he gonna say? He's got baby face, strong baby face. You forget he wasn't a position infielder or a corner infielder his entire career. Did play a lot of left field um, and a little bit of outfield even after the 03 season. Um, so, yeah, that's my uh, my all-time left fielder for the Marlins. Moving right along, Brandon. Give me your center fielder for the Mets. Uh, could go with Mookie, but I'm going to go with Mr. Carlos Beltran. I know people have some issues <laughs> because of the, the called strike three to Wainwright and his filthy curveball, but it's got to be Beltran. Uh, once again, another Met that I feel like people forgot how good he was on the team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the man overall in his career, nine-time All-Star, uh, two-time Silver Slugger, three-time Gold Glove, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Beltran is a phenomenal, probably should be Hall of Fame. I know he won't be now after the, the Astros scandal and then getting yeah, fired for yeah. being the Mets manager after being the Mets manager for a day. <laughs> one of the funnier um, things the Mets have done in the last one couple of the years. Fu- <laughs> well, I mean, they, they had a fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, the, I don't that story him. was getting out of control. Um, but yeah, I mean, a few fantastic years. I know his first year was was kind of slow in the Mets. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, all-star, I think four, f- five times in the Mets. Um, yeah, just a, a great few years on the team. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, uh, 70 career war, 350 on base. That's probably the highest of any I, player we've mentioned today. Maybe, Miguel Cabrera is 68.7. So, yeah. Okay. Carlos Beltran. So, yeah. So, 350 on base percentage, 486 slugging, 837 OPS, 119 OPS plus. I hope Beltran can come back and be a part of a major league team. Hopefully the Mets, that'd be great that'd be awesome. somehow because he deserves to be back in the game. It's kind of unfair that, a- that uh, AJ Hinch and Cora are oh, like yeah. managing and then Beltran got the short got of the, the, the stick. You know? 70 war. That's insane. Yeah. I had no idea he had that much war. Um, All of fame player, I think. I, I mean, if we're judging solely on war, then yeah, that's, yeah. that's undoubtedly true. Um, yeah, kind of a shame what happened to him with the Mets managerial position. Obviously not an ideal situation, but um, you know, Baseball's weird. Sports are weird. Um, it's a finicky thing. Managers and coaches and all that fun stuff. So can't judge the book. Uh, wait, don't judge. What's the, what's the, what am I trying to say here, Brandon? Can't judge a book by the cover. I know, but then I started to say that and I was like, that doesn't make sense for this situation. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, all right, moving right along. The first edition from the Marlins' monst- monstrous outfield 
in the uh, in the late what is that mid twenty teens? What's the how do you call it? What do you call the twenty tens? The twenty tens? You just call them the twenty tens? Twenty tens. Okay, yeah. yeah. Christian Yelich. Um, I was oh. gonna say Juan Pierre, but Juan Pierre slighted my younger brother as a child, so uh, Juan Pierre will not be making the favorite Marlins list because, mm-hmm. like I said, mine is pretty subjective. Oh, oh, I had a seltzer perp. Excuse me. Um, mine is pretty subjective. Juan Pierre famously, my brother said, "Can I have an autograph at a spring training game?" He said, "Yes, I'll be right back." And my brother waited patiently, and Juan Pierre never returned. Um, I'm sure he's a busy man with a lot of things to do, but my mom, I think still to this day, curses the name Juan Pierre whenever it comes up, which is very funny to me. Um, never leave your, never leave your child hanging. But yeah, Christian Yelich, I mean, Christian Yelich these days is obviously a sensitive subject in Marlon's world because of the, the trade that happened and then how successful he was on the Brewers when he went there. Um, and how we had obviously the Ozuna Yelich Stanton, who we'll get to later outfield for a minute. Um, and how it just never brought us even to the playoffs. So that was a shame. But Yelich is a great player. Seems like a great guy. Um, always gets bullied for having a hot mom on social media. I think that's very funny. Um, and is, uh, yeah, you know, MVP award winner. Like, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer, but uh, career 33.4 war, which at his age, he's only, how old is he? He's 30 years old. So he definitely has a f- uh, quite a few more years left. Um, two-time batting title, two-time All-Star, Gold Glove Award. So, yeah, from Thousand Oaks, California, buddy. Not too far from you. That's right. That's where uh, my writing partner I mentioned is from, and he actually knows the Yelches. We'll talk about that another another podcast. He knows Christian Yelich's hot mom, dude. He does know the hot mom. <laughs> Have you seen that though? Whenever he posts a, uh, an Instagram picture of his mom on like Mother's Day or something, it's just a bunch of cursed Instagram comments, <laughs> like verbally <laughs> no, harassing his mom. It's very funny. That's very. Funny, um, yeah. But yeah, all right. Who's your center or uh, right fielder of of, of Mets? Uh, Mr. Daryl Strawberry is the all-time Mets home run leader, 252 career homers as a Met. Um, you know, Daryl obviously had some issues, but he is a career Met. That's sweet left-handed swing. Um, you know, <laughs> top 10 in, in most Mets categories, uh, slugging. He's number three, um, you know, number four in, in uh, on-base plus slugging. Yeah, I mean, Daryl is an important figure in Mets history. Once again, another one that, that didn't, a uh, reoccurring theme that didn't really live up to the hype mm-hmm. over a, a full, full career, career period, yeah. but, but you know, had a nice end with the Yankees. Um, yeah, Daryl Strawberry is definitely uh, an all-time Mets right fielder. Another L.A. guy, uh, Los Angeles, California, born L.A. And dude, yeah. Um, drafted first overall in the first round of the draft by the... Oh, wait, isn't this the draft that Billy Bean was in? Yeah. And yeah. there was, like, the controversy between which one of them was going to go... Like, or was he going to live up to the Daryl Strawberry hype? Damn, that's crazy. That That's insane. Just a weird, uh, a, two dudes that you would not normally think of to each other, but they were. Yeah, I mean, Very what, eight-time All-Star, it looks like? Yeah, eight-time All-Star Rookie of the Year, Home Run Derby champ. Um, pretty great. He's wearing, like, the old classic Mets uniform in his baseball reference picture. That's pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, yeah, interesting dude. I know a little bit of a complicated history as a Mets fan, but um, definitely one of the names you think of when you think of all-time Mets, for sure. And uh, you know what's nice? He had a nice number, 1,000 RBI. And oh, wow. Career. Look at that. that. Nice and even. That's weird. Also, 42.2. Like, this guy, he's a he's a talented baseball player by by all all standards. Um, but, wow, actually, moving right along. They didn't expect my guy to have more war than him. But Giancarlo Stanton is my right fielder, Brandon. Wow. You're going for those current Marlins. You know, I haven't heard any Cliff Floyd or, or Cliff Preston Cliff Floyd Wilson or Preston Wilson, or... I know. But I was... I No, Mike Lowell with the hell, man. Mike Lowell could have played by third base, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to. So that's the thing is like there's so many outfielders and, and, and corner corner infield positions and mm-hmm. you want to include the right guys. But um, I guess. Well, I've told you my Preston Williams story, right? Wilson story. Preston Jesus Wilson, Christ. Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where I was. I did the meet and greet 
uh, on the field where he was like, it was, it was diner, dinner on the diamond. I've never told this story on the pod. Um, and I don't know how my parents finagled this, but they were able to get tickets where all the players and their families and then a select few is probably season ticket holders in hindsight. Um, had like a buffet style dinner with an open bar and you could uh, you just like eat food around and with the family and the players. Uh, and I went up to Preston Wilson um, and was like, hey, man, I'm nine. Can I have your autograph? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> dude. And then after that, he stuck out a fist and I never. I was nine. I'd never interacted with the fist bump or the fist out. Then he taught me how to do the bop, bop, bop for the oh, listeners, the cute. top, bottom, middle. Um, and that's just like an ingrained memory of mine of all time. So, yeah, that's cute. Um, Cliff Floyd, obviously another all time great Marlon. But they're between Stanton, Yellow all time great Met too. Brandon, come on. And Preston as well. Stop. Both of them, man. No wonder you brought those two guys up now, now that I'm thinking about it, actually. You're, uh, you're a little Mets bias is showing, buddy. Um, my favorite Cliff Floyd memory, of course, was him. I love any player that gives heart on the field or the court, whatever whatever sport it is. Anybody who, who's hardworking and, and, and tries as hard as they possibly can. I have a memory of Cliff Floyd chasing down a fly ball out in the outfield and running so hard into the fence that day for the few games. I think he had got a concussion was out for like a fairly long period of time. And, and they taped like a, like an outline of his body against the yes, I remember that. Yeah. for a while from where he ran into it, uh, which was pretty funny at pro player stadium. But, but yeah, Stanton's your guy. And yeah, Stanton's my guy. Um, just was so electric on the Marlins. And there was a period of my life where I wasn't really watching baseball that much. The Dan Ugla years, if you will. Uh, the Hanley Ramirez years, if you will. Um, and as I was starting to uh, really start paying attention to baseball again and following the Marlins, um, just, uh, you know, anytime he's at bat, you're, you're watching. And uh, coming up in the system, going from Mike to Giancarlo. Uh, now he's a Yankee, obviously. We don't have to speak on that. That sucks. But uh, And he has health issues, and he's more of a DH now than he is an outfielder. Um, but, yeah, dude, he's a monster. One of the best home run hitters um, in, in modern baseball. Uh, already has a 44 war, and he's only uh, 32 years old. Another California guy. Um, a Sherman Oaks guy. Wow, another L.A. guy. Whoa, uh, right here. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, he's... He's a monster. He's got. He already has uh, 347 home runs. He could definitely eclipse that 400 mark. Probably not the 500 mark um, with his health issues, but um, the 400 mark is definitely there. Um, and yeah, man, he's just a beast. An MVP win- uh, winner, the home run derby winner, four-time All-Star. Um, yeah, just uh, as far as personal... Fa- I, listen, I told you this is more subjective than objective. So uh, More subjective, yeah. So yeah, so that's it. Um, all right, Brandon. We're, this took a long time. This took longer than I know. I Do we just should we just list our starting yeah, pitchers? Yeah, we'll go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we don't you have time. Name, I'm you... sorry. We can, we'll tweet it out too for everyone. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my, I'll just do my rotation. Yes, do your rotation. Okay, so my rotation. I, it's pretty easy for the Mets. I think the fifth one is is the questionable one. But Tom Seaver, of duh. course, duh. Jerry Kuzman, duh. duh. Jacob Degrom, duh. 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 <laughs> Dwight Gooden. The Dwight. Dwight. Um, and then the fifth one was one that I kind of struggled with and thought about. There's Ron Darling. There's Al Leiter. There's Nolan Ryan, who's an early Met. But obviously, once again, I was thinking about in the uniform. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob Ojeda, Frank Viola. I was I, I leaned into our, our Marlins and Mets thing. I'm saying Al Leiter because he's Hell also yeah. someone that I remember fondly during, 97 during the World Series team. Yeah, and during the 99-2000 Mets run. So integral part of of both uh, Mets and Marlins. I'm going Al Leiter here. Um, yeah, I, I always like watching him. Good lefty. Um, yeah, Brandon, do you? So this is this is easier for the Marlins and the Mets. Again, we've talked about this already because of the Mets historic uh, historic uh, or 
What's the word I'm like? God damn it. I've done this twice. Storied? This Storied year. Yes. Thank you. They're long history. They have a long history. That's what I'm trying to say, Brandon. Sometimes I get too caught up trying to sound smart and then I sound stupider than I would have if I just use regular words. Um, so you can probably guess all uh, four of the five because one is just a personal preference that you also might be able to guess too. But I, I'd be curious how many of these you could guess. Okay. Okay. Um, Jose Fernandez. Yes. Dontrell. Yes. See, here's where, I don't know. Uh, Josh Johnson? Is that a crazy so, pick? So that is not a crazy pick. He actually, I think, as far as Marlins pitchers, leads the Marlins in collective war over uh, over his entire career with the team specifically. But I opted for Josh Beckett. Uh, oh, Beckett, of course. Cause and Dempster's on there, Dempster's too. Dempster's on there, too, yes. Okay. And then Sandy Alcantara. I put Sandy Alcantara, and I know oh, great. Okay. that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, as far yeah. as, uh, as, as he's going to be an ace for us for a long time, and he's going to be definitely go down as an all-time Marlin. Um, yeah, so Josh Beckett uh, was, I forget how, but I and I might have already told this on the podcast because all of my all of our stories are like Mets or Marlins stories for personal anecdotes. Uh-huh. So we forget if we told them already. Um, but he was, I think, dating the daughter of my third grade math teacher at one point. <laughs> I think you told me. Yeah, this, yeah, so I think that's what was going on. Very funny country dude. He got a, like arrested in a in a Texas karaoke bar because while he was yeah, on stage performing, he drunkenly fought an audience member. Uh, is just a goober. But also that 03 year was just something else, man. When he was uh, he pitched the game or the series clinching victory against the Yankees in Game Six, the 2003 World Series um, was an ace that entire playoff run. Uh, would love to go. I know we talked about going back and rewatching some old World Series games during this off year, and I don't know if you read the reports, but it sounds like we're this might be a little bit of a shortened season that we're approaching. Might be more off season content than we care to admit. Um, but yeah, so we should we should maybe check out that game six. That's a classic. Um, but yeah, man, that's a uh, that's that's on there for me. Sandy, like I said, all time Marlon Dontrell, as we learned, NL Rookie of the Year in two thousand three. Um, Legend. The same way everybody copied Gary Sheffield's swing, everybody copied Dontrell's uh, pitching mechanics. No, nobody probably with any success, but still attempted to do the high leg kick. Also went to the Tigers too, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then wait, so who was my other one? Jose Fernandez. I we don't need to go into that. Obviously, Jose Fernandez is an all time Marlin. Um, and and uh, one of your favorite Marlins games was the tribute game to Jose the day after he had not, right. or the game after yep. he had passed. Um, but yeah, Brandon. Um, some that we forgot off the top of my head. You could have done Levon Hernandez. You could have done uh, lighter for your rotation. Yes, absolutely. Um, we both could have done Carlos Delgado. Yes. First base. Yeah. Um, I could have done John Matlack for, for the Mets starting rotation. Yeah. But I think these are both two strong teams. We'll post them on Twitter. See what everyone else is thinking. I wonder. Yeah. I, Cause I, yeah, I think you I think the Mets are a more talented all time team. Uh, your pitching is lights out, obviously right from the get go. Um, but yeah, this will be really interesting. I mean, the Marlins do through their their short history have collected a lot of very talented and, and potentially future Hall of Famers. Um, so I'd be interested similar to themes see. in both these teams where they're like uh, incredible years, but like not fully realized potential, especially and on a, the team that we're of... speaking of, like the like the Miguel Cabrera going away, Gary Sheffield only being yeah. Marlins for a short period of time. Um, yeah, Brandon. All right, I think that's the end of our show, dude. We did. Oh wait, did you have that's a closer? All I got. Oh, closer. I was going to say uh, this is sort of in the Cleon Jones uh, vibe, but John Franco, nice. the Mets all-time saves yes, leader, yes. Uh, legendary mustache, New York guy, still hangs around the team, all-time Met, you know, not going to be a Hall, wasn't a Hall of Famer or anything, but incredible uh, tenure on the Mets. We love John Franco. Legendary MLB The Show card, dude. He's uh, He had a 95 overall MLB The Show card, so oh, I'm nice. actually pretty familiar with John that. Franco. That's cool. Um, Rob Nen for me. Marlins haven't had a lot of really oh, okay. uh, great closers. He was, I think, on the first team the Marlins had. I think he was the inaugural year. Keith he was on Bell, dude. Come on. Um, 
I mean, Anthony Bender, dude. <laughs> you lots of all time. Could be, uh, could be Bender. Anthony Bass, dude. Bass, uh, Bass, Bass. Bass. Uh, Yimmy Garcia's coming back, baby. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, great job, dude. Very curious to see what online says. <laughs> what does old. the computer say? What's the computer say? <laughs> Google, who's better? Uh, but yeah, dude, wonderful job. Great idea. This is Brandon's idea. He's been knocking it out of the park with these uh, with these uh, these great off-season content ideas, so we got to give it up to my best boy. Um no future future fans. We have no interest in trying to get more people to listen to these episodes because they're bad. Trying to not. Yeah. <laughs> trying the opposite. We're going to do once baseball starts rolling again. Hopefully. God, you read this stuff. I mean, I, we didn't even get into the this week's baseball stories with the Manfred getting uh, Ken Rosenthal fired potentially. And the, there'll be more next week. Baby. There's always more next week. And then the teams and uh, billionaire owners are or players and billionaire owners are nowhere close to agreements and have only met twice in December and have no plans to meet in the future. So Brandon, we're going to be, we're going to be sitting here in June talking about the rookie or something. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We're going to see all the baseball movies. We're going to watch little big league again. (laughs) Is it better the second time? Um, All right, Brandon, anything else? Plug your email us at nlfeastpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at nlfeast. Follow me on Twitter at nlfeastsam. Maybe I'll go through another Mm -hmm. name change again, Brandon. Maybe I'll go back to Slim Pro or whatever it was before. Uh, What about you? Plug your stuff. Uh, Follow me at Brando Grosso and listen to Sam's album, Ugly Twin. Yes, thank you, Brandon. If you have any interest in checking out like emo, post-punk, uh, music. Check out my band, Ugly Twins, self-titled debut release on all streaming platforms. YouTube is in, has two songs up. We'll, we're slowly releasing them over the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Bye bye. Bye bye.